You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Your host, Olivia, here. And we're going to talk about triumph and trauma and using trauma and and healing and really becoming so much more than what has happened to you. I've got the Dr. Anissa Riley. She is a God girl. So make sure to subscribe to her wounded healer archetype. And she's just going to share her story. She's, she's overcome so many different things. She's been a principal um, at a school in New York for about 16 years and working with children and, you know, the community, um, especially during this pandemic has not been easy. So she's changed and evolved as a person throughout her journey of life. And um, just listening to some of her other content that I've, I've, listened to before, um, I know that you're going to definitely benefit from listening to this episode as well. So without further ado, Dr. Riley, how are you? I'm good, Ms. Cook. Thank you for having me here and hello to all of your listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So when you, how do you really turn trauma into triumph? So the first thing I want people to think about is the word peace. Some people think that peace is the absence of problems, but peace is really being calm in the midst of chaos, right? And so when you are calm in the midst of chaos, what do you do at that particular moment? And sometimes the chaos can be a result of trauma and some people are paralyzed because of trauma. We know about the flight or fight or freeze syndrome, but how do you get yourself past that? And so when you understand how your brain works or when you understand what you have to do in that moment, then you can experience triumph and you don't have to be paralyzed. You don't have to succumb to the trauma. You don't have to allow that power to continue. I mean, that pain, excuse me, to continue to have power over you. So it's the peace in the midst of calm, I mean, in the midst of chaos, that is really what brings you to the triumphant phase of your life in all of the mess. Absolutely. Just feeling calmness while, you know, that there's a crazy amount of things going on. That's a certain level of uh, personal development. I feel like that goes into that. It's a certain level of faith. I mean, you being a God girl, I'm a God girl too. And I'm telling you just resting, resting on God and just in his presence um, throughout, you know, the, the situations of life on the day-to-day basis um, allows for me to really be in that peace. Um, what are some of the steps that you suggest people use to be in that peace as well? But the one thing I want people to understand that it is actually a 
physiological thing that you can do. It's actually a psychological thing that you could do. The Bible talks about trans being renewed by the transformation of your mind, by transforming your mind. And that is really true. That's scientific proof. So we have three brains. We have a reptilian brain, we have our feeling brain, and we have our thinking and logic reasoning brain, right? And what happens is the reptilian part of our brain receives the information first. And if we haven't developed it in a way that we can move past the reptilian brain, then we will act in those rash, unrationalized ways. Like, like that wasn't rational. That was irrational, those irrational ways. But if we are those individuals who are acting out of our emotions, you know, people, you're like, why are you so emotional? Why are you so emotional? Right? It's because they have become comfortable with allowing their emotions to drive their decision making. But if you are those individuals who have been able to move to your logic and reasoning part of your brain, then you can make those logical decisions. And oftentimes we find ourselves after the moment talking about, now, why did I do that? That was really not the smartest thing to do. So when you're in that, what I'm about to tell you may seem very, very simple, but it's biologically, scientifically proven. When you are in this midst of these chaotic situations, you have to breathe, right? Taking breaths, deep breaths, not just a you know hyperventilating type of breath, but the type of breath that is considered deep breathing will interrupt your neural pathways will uh, make it a clear pathway to your logic and reasoning. So it'll help to move through your reptilian brain, your feelings center, and go to your logic. And you're able to think clearly and come up with logical reasons. So that's the first thing that I tell people, just breathe, deep breaths. So that way you can, your body can get some oxygen. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, I wrote down the reptilian brain because that's, that's what we get when we're in a fear state, when we're operating from a fear state too, we are, we are using our reptilian brain, which it does not allow us to even make the decisions that we need to, to get us out of our current situations. So we stay, if, if what we're doing is trauma-based and, and fear mindset producing and consuming and it's just then we're we're going to stay stuck and we're going to self-sabotage and we're going to look at at help even as a threat um and i like how you talked about breathing as well because really doing those deep breaths allows for us to become more present in the moment it allows for us to calm down and and you know everything is okay. I am yes. still here. I am alive. I can, I can feel, I can focus on one little thing mm-hmm. at the moment. My, while that might just be the breath, that's why meditation is so big and it's, and it's yes. going to start to be a bigger thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that's like a bad thing or a good thing. I just think that it's going to be interesting how that, that shift is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we are in a fear, the reptilian brain, and we're doing those short breaths too, that also leads mm-hmm. for us to have these panic attacks. Yeah, and 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 that's it's not it's not safe to make decisions from that point either. Right. So, but yeah, I, I often say too, I make 
I, I learned through the reflection of the, the choices I've made, but you don't, you don't realize the growth and the things like that until you do the reflection part. Yeah. I think, I think reflection is so important. Um, with how do you, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on reflecting of the situations and, and reliving the traumas that you go through? Oh, you know, we hear that, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? And, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, it can be, you know, this is what's going on right now. And I'm not going to make those particular decisions. You know, we're in the information age Mm -hmm. and there are so many resources out there for individuals to research, learn, get some tips and some strategies to move forward but it's all about how much you want to, you know, I talk about this concept of generational curses and you just be like, I'm, you know, I'm just a victim of generational curses. But what I really believe is the result of generational curses is lack of information, right. Or subscribing to traditions. So for instance, you know, we can talk about food, like, you know, my grandmama have high blood pressure, mama had high blood pressure, and I'm gonna have high blood pressure too. But if you really think about it, it was how we were taught to eat and cook, you know, so big mama was cooking this way and mama cooked this way. And now I'm gonna cook this way. And now because of the, the diet, we all have high blood pressure. And then talking about generational curses, no, the way mama did it, big mama did it, was because in her time, that is what she knew and that is what she had to do to survive. Now, it doesn't have to become a tradition, you know? So you do do something, you do something different. You know, if mama got pregnant at 21, big mama, and then mama got pregnant at 21, then you know at age of 21, you, it's coming around. So do something different, you know? So it's really about getting some information, getting some knowledge, connecting yourself to people who are doing the things that you want to see happen in your life, whether they're near or far. So you can connect with someone that's on the other side of this globe through YouTube, through Instagram, through TikTok, and just listen to them. Or you could read their books. Or someone could be just as close to you and you don't get, be embarrassed, don't be prideful and just connect and learn and add to your skill set. You have to be open to learning yeah. and connecting though. Like we, we don't see what we don't allow ourselves to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, you know, surround yourself with the right people and the right people are the people that are going to help you get to the next level, but that next level of growth is going to be very uncomfortable for you because you've been doing what you've been doing for so long. And subconsciously, it's just like, I I don't, I don't like this. This is scary. This is not safe. And that feeling is similar to traumas that you felt as well. Um, And I know a lot of people stay in our survival mode so they're so quick to flee when they don't get along with a certain person or the situation that's offered to them. Um, so that brings the question of, you know, how do we really adopt this learner's mindset if we've overcome, um, if we're trying to overcome trauma and truly heal? I, I, I just said this to somebody the other day, Olivia. I said, you know, to, if you are 
feeling great in the state that you're in, right? If the state that you're in and the choices that you're making and the things that you're doing, if you're happy with them, by no means, keep on doing it. If it's working for you, keep on doing it. If the toxic lifestyle, if the unsuccessful um, progress is happening for your life, that's working for you, so be it. If you feel that, you know, you need to continue to protect yourself to be successful and it, you, and you think you're achieving a level of success, then so be it. But if you know that your life needs to change because what you know deep down inside your heart is not in alignment with what's happening around you, then you have to say to yourself, I need to take at least one step, one step closer to the dream and goals that I know I have for my life. I remember when I, right before, you know, before I met my husband, I was in a series of bad relationships. And I always would most commonly say, you know, it just didn't work out because of him, just wasn't the right time. You know, all the things that we say, you know, you know, good men out there. But then when I really stopped and I looked, I said, wait a minute. Well, I'm, I'm a common denominator in all of these relationships. Now, I'm not saying that I was the cause of the end of the relationship, but I still was the common denominator. And so when I looked at myself and said, you know what, I got to be open to the fact that I'm a common denominator. What is happening? Could it be my picker? The type that I think is good for me, my type ain't right for me. Could it be that I just wanted something so bad that I just really didn't stop and look at the relationship mm. or the guy that I was going to get into a relationship with? Could it be I was acting out my emotional part of my brain and I was like, I just want somebody. I'm about to get older. You know, my, t- my clock is ticking, you know? So really examining that and being open and then listening to older women who are married, have been married and who give me advice. And when I stopped to be open like that, because I didn't want to be an older woman, I call them the cat lady. So I'm not trying to say anybody the cat lady, but this, in my mind, it was like, you're going to be old and you're going to be a cat lady. Nothing against cat ladies. But that was just my point of reference. Um, I didn't want that. So I had to do something different. And so if you don't want anything different, just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you do, then you got to be open. Mm-hmm. I love that you You have have to be be open. You have to be. And just knowing going into this, like, and and really it's, it goes back to renewing that, renewing your mind, renewing that mindset. If you, if you really on this like healing journey, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to, we, there's so much of a storm that I feel like you go through when you're reliving trauma and really unpacking trauma and rebuilding from that trauma. Um, I love how you also said you're the common denominator. Basically, that's what you said, because, you know, reg- like regardless of every situation you done had in the past, yeah. everybody that done did you wrong, mm-hmm. it's you that's the common denominator. And, you know, you have to take that personal accountability. You've got to have that self-awareness and knowing yourself and also knowing who you really want to be and finding those people, you know, going back to just surrounding yourself with the right people. Those are the right people, the people that have the attributes that you want to have. And, um, and, and those are the ones you get advice from, because I'm telling so many old people will want to tell you how to do your life. 
Yes. <laughs> so you got to know which advice to take too, because they. It's, it's funny you say that because my grandmother, you know, um, unfortunately she passed away during COVID, right? But my grandmother, she used to try to give me a marriage advice. And I was like, grandma, um, your marriage? Yeah. I, I, I appreciate you, grandma, for trying to give me some advice. But if you did those things in your marriage, is that the reason why your marriage didn't last, grandma? So I'm not going to do those things. And I had to be very honest with my grandmother about that. And she used to be like, mm-hmm, baby. And I used to be like, mm-hmm, grandma. You know, and you just have to understand where you are and what you want to do and where you want to be and the success you want to obtain. Um, and so be careful who is speaking into your life because you're going to wind up probably in a worse state if it's not the right person. How have you been able to forgive throughout your process of healing? Wow, that is a great question. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about my biological mom, right? So my biological mother um, was extremely abusive, physically, emotionally, mentally, right? Extremely, extremely abusive. And unfortunately, at a you know young teenage year, she was like, you got to go. So I got, got kicked out the house at a very young age. After all of the trauma that she inflicted upon me. Um, and uh, my best friend at the time, their family loved me enough to take me in and uh, love me back to life. And in that loving the father, who was my dad, and then I told anybody, that's my dad, and he'll tell anybody I'm his daughter. He was like, you have to go see your mom. He would like force me to go see my biological mom on a consistent basis, and I well, couldn't do it. So I was just like, all right, you know, because you love me back to life. And I started getting older. I realized she was never going to apologize because you always want somebody to apologize to you, right? You just want to just, just, just say sorry. Just admit what you did and just say sorry, and you're going to be all over but um, unfortunately, I had come to the realization that that was never going to happen. And so what do I do? Do I spend the next 20, 30, 40 years of my life wallowing and wishing and hoping and wanting with something that I know is never going to happen? So I said, okay, how do I, how do I do this? So I remember just praying and thinking about it. And what I came to understand is if I took the word mom out of the equation, right? And I looked at this woman from the eyes of compassion. Like if this woman was someone else or what happened, didn't happen to be my mom, what would be my feelings toward this woman? How would I feel about this woman? And when I took the word mom out of the equation, because mom comes with a lot of expectations. Yeah. And when I did that, I looked at her from the eyes of compassion and I was able to forgive her because I looked at her humanity and I looked at her humanness mm -hmm. and not through what I expected of her. Mm -hmm. And so I say that and offer that to your audience to say that those individuals who we still need to forgive, you know, take out the expectation of whatever title or whatever relationship you may have with the individual, just look at them as humanity. Now, you may look at them like they're cool and they mean, yes, 
what they did was cool and they're mean. But you know what? If they were somebody you didn't know, you would probably be upset, but you would um, be in a place of compassion. So that's what I've learned how to practice and do. And along with the quote that says, you know, harboring unforgiveness is like drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so releasing all of that in those two ways and walking down those two roads. Um, Cause I can't change her, you know, she's in her seventies and if she apologize now, I don't expect her to. And so it is what it is. I'm here, I'm alive, I'm successful. And so I just keep moving forward. That, uh, that was deep. Looking at those we need to forgive and taking away the expectation, but looking them at them only as humans. Yeah. That really, um, that's so helpful to allow you to forgive those that are so close to you. Taking out the expectation is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. We, we put all these expectations on the ones that are closest to us and what we believe is a, we're, we're supposed to have and what we believe we lacked and what we believe we're deserving of or not deserving of and how we wished it could be instead of what it really is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, never getting the, it, get letting go of the expectation of an apology, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. Because people are only going to grow as much as they choose to. Yeah. And I, I could have been wallowing for the next 10, 15 years, but what good would that do? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Because it won't benefit. It's only like, like the other quote you said too. And I heard that one before too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, harboring anger towards another is like drinking a pro- the poison and expecting them to die. Um, mm-hmm. It's only hurting you. Like they're yeah. fine being who they are. They think they're right. Everybody yeah. thinks they're right. Yes. <laughs> they live in their truth. They live in their truth. <laughs> it, is, it is their truth. They yeah. don't want to look in the dirty mirror. But yeah. at the same time, like, I'll be honest. I thought about this the other day. I've never heard a narcissist say that they're a narcissist. <laughs> never. Never be like, yeah, I'm a narcissist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that there's a narcissist out there that has said that. I just have not met them. I have not come across them on online, but I, I just, I meet all of these other people that are affected by all of these narcissists. And it makes me question too. Well, are, are you? Yeah. I understand. But- and, that's why you have, and that's why you have to put up healthy boundaries, right? Um, you have to understand that you are responsible for your emotional safety. Mm-hmm. You are responsible for your mental health. You are responsible for your spiritual growth and you are responsible for your physical um, um, strength, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you understand that you are responsible for that, you can't get it from anyone outside because everyone is human. Everyone has flaws. Everyone is going to disappoint. You're even going to disappoint somebody, right? But when you when you can be true to yourself, and you can trust your own self. Because sometimes people can't even trust themselves. Mm-hmm. But when you learn how to trust yourself, then you understand that your emotional safety is um, a contingent, relies on your ability to set parameters, establish boundaries, and implement them 
without guilt, shame, or regret, right? You must understand that. You must be strong enough to do that. And when you find yourself um, wavering in that, then that should be a, 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 a warning, you know, warning, warning, warning. There's something un unstable here and you are giving your power away. Dr. Anissa, you know, there, there's that shame word that came up. And I know that my listeners being high achievers, being people that are, are into personal development and stuff like that, they, they have a lot, they hold on to shame. It comes up, not always, not always. And this isn't mm -hmm. for everybody that's listening. So if you're like a person that's like, oh no, that's not me. Okay, that's not, that's not for you. But there's there's other people that listen to this. So that <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that deal with that. So how do you suggest handling shame? Well, as a God girl, the first thing is that, you know, when, if you understand the purpose of Jesus's death, burial, and resur resurrection, you'll understand that the, one of the things that he came to do was to um, do away with shame because shame is what keeps you in the mess that you're in, right? So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. And so if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you need to strengthen it, if you don't have one and you're interested in that, then you need to research that out from with a good church. But shame is something that is in a, I call it invisible handcuffs, invisible prison, a soul binding um, prison, because it tells you a lie, a story that you're not good enough. You don't, you're not worthy enough. That's shame's, shame's job. Well, what's so interesting about shame is the minute that you shine light on it, the minute that you talk about it, it loses its power and credibility. So all of the fear and anxiety that came with it, it's like the minute that you say, guess what? I was molested at seven. And then you're like, well, that can't hurt me anymore because I done said it out loud. And shame is like, what? You did that? Like, it's like this invisible, like being who's like, don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I say to people who are feeling shame, <clears throat> excuse me. Find someone that you trust. Now, you, you have to make sure that it's somebody that can hold your weight, right? If it's not someone that can hold your weight, that's not the right person. And if you haven't found them yet, then start talking into a recorder. Get a recorder and start talking into it. That's why they say journaling is so important. But mm -hmm. I say record yourself talking about it because when you hear it back, it's like, oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and it helps. But continue to search for someone, talk about it. And the more you talk about it, the stronger you become because then you realize, wait a minute, that doesn't no longer have any power on it or me anymore because it's not locked and hidden away in my soul and in my emotions and in my mental space. So yeah, talk about it. Be strong. Shine a light on it. Well, I'm about to do the song. Shine a light on it. <laughs> Shine light on it. I liked I liked the Jesus reference, of course. And you know, for God, it's it's really a relationship. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this and you haven't found it, and if you're a Christian and you haven't found a church home, 
that don't allow that to stop you from having a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, you, you don't need a church to, to be, have a relationship with God. Um, it is a great resource and connector. Um, and I, I'm very active in my church. I, <laughs> you know, so and I'm saying this as an active member, that's a part of three different ministries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I have a Christ driven brand as well. So it's like, I yeah. I'm totally, yes, but it, it starts first with your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I, I and you know, the, there, there's going to be those times that pop up that even, you know, for the best that are going to just feel like, oh man, I can't handle this. You know, I love that you said finding somebody that you can trust that can hold your weight. Yeah. Cause, and I'm not saying use your friends as therapists, but at the same time, like if you're not building authentic and real relationships with your friends, you're, there's a huge disconnect, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've got to be able to have those relationships where you have trust in others. Um, cause we were given people, you know, yeah. and yes, you can, you can have a therapist and, and all of that. I think therapy is great. Um, but sometimes if you're going through the moment and you just need to call up a friend and be like, Hey, I'm dealing with some shame right now. Yeah. Call, call it out, call it like it is. And, call and, it like it is. Mm-hmm. and they won't, <laughs> the, the right people, they, they will uh, allow you to have that space. And I love how you talked about recording yourself talking about it. And I, you know, I do this with my clients. I tell them to, to be more comfortable on live video. I tell them to record themselves in video, talking mm. to themselves and just to get used to their voice, to get used to mm-hmm. the movements that they make, how they, um, if they're engaging or not, like, mm-hmm. and then they'll be able to like, and that's on a different side note, but I, I think that's a great way to journal as well. If you don't feel like writing out, writing down, but saying it is so much more powerful than writing it. Cause it's still like hidden when you write yeah. it, it's like, oh, well, nobody can see this, but when you hear it, mm-hmm. you really acknowledge it. So I, I thank you for, for that suggestion. But even with that sound has energy, right? So I know someone who, um, when they going through a lot of stuff, they would drive into the forest and just scream. And like, it's like, you let it out. Um, I'm sure some of us who have been at home going celebrations, funerals, some people call it. And you hear the person who was closest to the one in the casket, let out a moan, right? And that moan, you hear it because it's trapped inside of your body. And so the same way with talking about it, when you give voice to the shame, you are actually releasing the energy Mm. that is connected to it. So that's why it's important to say it, to speak it, to talk it out. So that way you can release the energy that is connected to it and get it out of your body. Mm. Release the energy connected to shame. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you just giving me all these notes and things to look back on. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Now, tell me more about what you do, who you serve and all of, all of that good stuff. Okay. So I'm on a mission to help at least 1 million women who have been affected by trauma, at least by trauma, or who have almost been affected by trauma because they've been like a bystander to 
be triumphant in it. That's, that's my mission. I'm on a mission for 1 million women. And the reason why is because I believe there are a lot of stories out there that you hear about how someone was triumphant after the experience, after trauma. And a lot of times you say, well, how did you do it? How did you get there? And I see that that's a space that needed to be filled. And um, you see people and you say, oh, you look good. And you're like, yeah, but I don't look like what I've been through. And you're like, you don't, what you've been through. And so people have this perception that because you look a certain way, you should have gone through, you, you, don't, you haven't gone through something, or you must look a certain way to prove that you have gone through something, right? But I'm here to say that you can still look fine, fabulous. You don't have to be on drugs and locked up in jail or, um, destitute and still be triumphant. Um, and so I'm here to make sure that women understand that, you know, you don't have to give your entire life to someone else mm. to be successful and forget about your yourself. It's important for us to pour into ourselves and it's important for us to realize that in all the chaos that we experience as women and depending on the many um, intersectionalities of our um, genetics or our labeling that are out there in society that that doesn't define who you are or how triumphant you can be. So that's my goal. Amen. I love that. That's beautiful. And I understand you've got books, yes. you've got merchandise, and that that can all be found at your website um, yes. in the comments below, right? Yes, all in the, all of that. And I also invite people to go over to the YouTube to watch the show so that way you can hear other women who have um, experienced triumph and trauma. Yeah, so if you like content like this, you'll definitely love her YouTube channel as well. So definitely check that out. Like I said, the links are in the show notes below. Dr. Riley, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome, Miss Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to radiobeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's radiobeats.com, code DEAL. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA. 
from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.